Man, I was really hoping the metronome was still going to be on. Ding, 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 ding. Now you start beatboxing. On my wedding day. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. This is Elsa. And this time we play Die Katana. Excuse me, the title is John Romero's Die Katana. We play Die Katana. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, John Romero. Oh, man. It's the worst. Die Katana, for those who don't know, is a first person shooter that was like made to be the next evolution of first person shooters after like Quake and Doom and Wolfenstein. And it was made in the year 2000? Yep. Jake, hit us with the facts. Oh, God. I would love to, but my thing's booting up. <laughs> the Well, like, okay. I think uh, what most people remember about this game is the marketing campaign, right? The uh, full page ad. And was it? It might not have been Nintendo Power, but it was uh, John Romero's going to make you his bitch. That's the one. Mm, that good stuff. Anyway, uh, yep. Yeah. Daikatana released in 2000, developed by Ion Storm and uh, Chemco, published by Ida. Chemco and Squeenix of all people. I mean, I I know that they're a publishing house, but like, it still seems weird to me. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, and uh, as you as you mentioned, the um whole hype around Daikatana, it was a big fucking deal when it was first announced. Like John Romero's name attached front and center. It's like John Romero's Daikatana. Uh, you know, one of the masterminds behind Quake and Doom, and had these big fuck off advertising campaigns. And I think it was originally. Like the design was originally finished in 1997. And it was supposed to come out at Christmas 1997. They wanted something like a seven-month turnaround for this game, just a super tight timeline, and it just kept on getting kicked down the road. It started on the Quake 1 engine and had to be switched to the Quake 2 engine in like 1999, and so they had to spend extra time to fix that because it was running at like a Titanic 12 frames per second. And if you look at the development history of the thing, there was there was crunch. There was burnout. There were personal issues within the team and a lot of employee turnover, people like being fired or just quitting en masse. Like everything that could happen to sync a product that wasn't money related because Eidos like threw a lot of money and resources at them and they just could not convert. And so like three and a half years later, uh, they just like shat out this piece of sludge and then slunk back into the hole that they crawled out of. You know, that's actually really interesting. Uh, Like a lot of games from the late 90s, the turnaround on games was absurdly high. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think about and see see just read about the um like yeah we made a sequel in a year yeah like i'm thinking of all the like you know just how many games i've played uh the p- various pc games where it was like every year a new installment came out and even like the first run of final fantasies they all came out like one after another mm, no uh because what was the original final fantasy release what was that 89 87 yeah uh 
I don't know. It's skewed because when you look at like uh, the American releases of it, they're closer by the time they came over, I want to say. Maybe I'm talking out my ass here. I mean, that means in the first 10 years, they made nine games. But they didn't? Seven came out in 97. And nine came out in 2000. Fuck, nine did come out in 2000. Over the course of those three years, they made three games. They had seven and then eight and then nine. And 10, I think, came out in 2001 or two. All right, shit. Stupid comment redacted. My bad. <laughs> right? It was just, no, I mean, that was the thing that was the times in the 90s companies were just expected to churn out video games it 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 did last until i want to say the mid-aughts because i remember like the turnaround between like mass effect 1 and mass effect 2 being like either a year and a year and a half and it was around that time that development time started slowing down a little thank christ because you could certainly see uh quality suffering and also just i'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the conditions in which these like yearly games were made under probably weren't super great for the developers uh considering even now with you know game releases being less frequent development conditions still not good well no you should just work 120 hours a week that's what we did in the 90s but you shouldn't have that sucks well back in my day we just suffered why Back in my day, we didn't even put our names in the credits. There were no credits. We didn't have enough space for credits. <laughs> we were beaten with sticks. Uh, so I guess I'll cover the story. <laughs> oh, no. I don't envy you. I mean, it's it's not bad other than I'm going to butcher most names and timelines. And Anyway, <laughs> so you play as Hero. Yeah, uh, it, this game does that great thing where it names the hero Hero, H-I-R-O. Blue Nissan Versa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is a terrible trend in uh, media. Don't do that. Fuck you, Japanese people named Hero. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Change your name. Jason decrees it. If you're going to save the world, you have to change your name first. These are rules. Uh, so your character's name is Hero something something. I didn't pay attention. I don't have his last name written down. They mention it. They do, yeah. Anyway, he's practicing his swordsmanship. Fucking blank slate doofus hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a void of anything. Uh, when his helpful, I don't know, like, smart house. Yeah, his, like, VI assistant that is his house, yeah. which only ever comes up in the opening cutscene. Well, it's interesting because I definitely felt like the first area, the, this like future area, is definitely very cyberpunk. Yes. Uh, influenced. Yep. Yeah, which is a shame that you didn't get like m- more of it. Ah, you say that, and the way they implement it is like evil corporation is making human burgers, and like that's the level of like ham-fistedness we're going with. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Don't need to see more of that. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. They went full Soylent Green. Mishima Burgers are people. Is people. <laughs> Just going to delete that uh, joke from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I mean like Futurama did the best Soylent joke Soylent Cola well how is it Eh, various person to person (laughs) (laughs) anyway so his AI uh, house informs him there's someone at the door and he's like it's probably my landlord come to get his rent money because I'm broke He opens up the door, and it's this old dude. I assume it's an old dude. I don't know. It's like, understand that the graphics on this game are very bad. Yeah. 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 I was looking at games that came out in 2000, and like, it's not, it doesn't look good for 2000. Uh, but uh, Elsa, when you had said that like, they had started on it in 1997, like, oh, 
that makes more sense. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> what Jason and Jake were saying earlier about like Final Fantasy VII coming around out at the same time and like probably like the first Tomb Raider, like the first generation of PS1 games coming out at that time. Like that's the level of graphical fidelity we're working with here. Like humans are like 12 polygons at best. Yeah, uh, my kids took one look at it and go, what is this potato game? <laughs> well, I mean... And I'm like, that's Makiko, and I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this old man, he's like, I'm an old man. And you're like, uh, tell my landlord I'll get his money later. And he's like, I'm not here for your landlord. And Hero's like, oh, so you want to learn s- to use a sword? I mean, you're kind of old, but whatever, I can teach you. And he's like, no, I'm not here for sword lessons. He's like, I don't know why you're here then. Let me talk! <laughs> <laughs> And then he gives you this, just like he just expositioned up. I swear, I told Jake I thought this cutscene was half an hour. It's probably like 10 minutes. It's probably like five minutes, but it feels like a half an hour. Yeah, I don't even think it's five minutes. This game is up its own ass so much. Good Lord. Where he explains that, oh boy, the evil people, mm, M something. Mishima. Mishima. Just think Mishinima. That's what I did this whole game. (laughs) Yeah, Mishinima, the bad guy. That clan has been evil forever, but they held power long ago, and his clan, the... Ebihara. Yeah, the Uchiha clan. (laughs) I'm only ever correcting you on names once. (laughs) (laughs) Great. They fought back against... Well, oh god, he has to explain this whole thing. Your ancestor was a great sword maker who Machinima got to build a sword. The Daikatana, the ultimate sword it can cut through space and time because it's so sharp. It, in fact, cuts the very fabric of reality. But when your ancestor realized that Machinima was evil, the Uchiha clan, he gave the sword. They (laughs) defeated Machinima and then uh, cast the sword into a volcano. The Daikatana was lost forever. So they thought Machinima found the Daikatana, went back in time, stole the Uchiha's cure for the human rotovirus. I forget what it's called. Uh, Oh, right, because there's a plague. Yeah. Yeah, but the plague doesn't come around until, what, 2030 or something? Yeah, it's super plague, and they developed a cure for it, but Machinima went back in time, took the cure, and took credit for the cure, and built his empire that way, and now rules the world. <laughs> you can't see Jason Jason's grand sweeping odd gestures. <laughs> Who the fuck is this for? <laughs> it's for me to keep my point straight. <laughs> Let the man have his fun, because he didn't have any playing Daikatana. (laughs) So, after convincing you of this, the man just dies. Well, he's attacked by assassins. Yes, he is assassinated. But, like... That's not the same thing, Jason. No, no, no. no. My man just up and dies. Because he's just, like, assassinated right in front of you. And he, he, as his dying breath, he's like, you need to save my daughter. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. (laughs) Yeah. And something, something, the street cleaners are going to come throw his body in a pit and you're, you, you hide to get thrown in the pit as well. Oh, right. Yeah. The, like, uh, how does, no, no, go on. I'm just, I just, when I saw this cutscene, I was wondering how does our hero, uh, accomplish this task? Because the old man says like, hide in the casket when they come to take me away. And like, they don't show any of this. Just like the, the corpse mover guys, um, <laughs> Go into the corpse moving place. Yeah. And 
It's um, yeah. Bert and Ernie uh, go along the streets just looking for corpses, which are uh, just around, judging by the back of their truck. Throw them in a casket so he can take them to the uh, crematory slash burger factory slash secret evil headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you just get in the casket. And then when they go to cross a bridge, they're like, how many do you think we're going to lose this time? Even a rod. And then they hit a bump and lose a bunch of corpses over the, because the truck's open. Yeah. Uh, right. And this is just a regular occurrence for their, like, corpse mobile. It's like, when we go over this bump, we just lose a bunch of corpses. And this is just a thing we bet on and laugh about. Yeah, they're dead. The fuck is this writing? <laughs> I was offended by the writing of this game constantly. It is insipid. So then you get out of the casket. Your boy hero <sighs> is in a ditch. <laughs> you fight your way into the building through the sewer system. Hold on, what do you fight? Yep. You start by fighting bugs and frogs. No, no. You start by fighting robotic bugs and robotic frogs. Are they robots? Yes. You couldn't. Oh, did you not play with the sound on? I did. You couldn't tell by the constant mechanical whirring that they were supposed to be robots. I just assumed that's what it sounded like in world. Nope. They're supposed to be robots, just like the robot gators. Huh. The more you know. To be fair, I didn't realize that until like halfway through. So, you know, Jason, don't feel... uh, too bad because i know you feel terrible about missing that yeah (laughs) you can really see it on his face important plot point robot frogs that does make a bit more sense why they were in the building as well fucking does it (laughs) (laughs) no but like (laughs) wait because you're you get into the building and then you're fighting guys but as you're doing that there's still frogs hopping at you and you're like why yeah they're mechanical guard frogs terminate intruder ribbit if I could pick any animal to guard, it would not be frogs. Well, what if you put your evil factory in a bog? All right, you got to have it like blend in with the local wildlife so that intruders don't know it's a frog until it's too late. And then they're, I'm not really sure how the frog is damaging us, to be honest. It's, they just kind of hop into you. And it's just like biting at your ankles. Good shit. Yeah, as you, once you get into the building, you are just like running around. You find the prison section. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. In the uh, crematory secret lab burger factory, I forgot prison. (laughs) Yeah, because you come up through the sewers into the prison. As you go through the prison, you run into a guy and he's suspended from like the wall and you're like, wow, that looks painful. He's like, yeah, it's one of their new torture devices. You should let me down. You're like, I'm looking for a woman he's like an asian woman young and you're like yeah he's like she came in last week and you're like who are you he's super fly super fly also they just had the one woman in the evil factory the one yeah all week <laughs> I, I didn't even think about yeah. that <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> So he tells you to shoot a a box to get the key card to let him out. Because the key card's kept behind the wall, like in the next room. It's like behind a poster? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? So you let him down and you're like, all right, well, he's like, yeah, I got a score to settle with the owner of this prison crematorium burger factory. <laughs> Secret lab. <laughs> So it looks like we're on the same side for now. Best friends. <laughs> and you decide I can't immediately my buddy Superfly <laughs> that they're best friends forever. Forever. Is a hero just like mentally challenged? Like he's uh let's put heavy quotes here, teaching the ways of the blade on his own <laughs> because his caretaker died from super plague. <laughs> 
<laughs> when some random old dude shows up and easily convinces him some absolute bullshit. <laughs> I mean, but that's a theme of this, where which I guess we'll get to later, where people just convince other people of these insane stories. Just like, all right, I buy that. That seems normal. Yeah. So you and Superfly uh, start going throughout the prison. You're you're trying to find, well, what's her name? Makiku. I want to, did you guys, because uh, in my head the whole time, whenever I would look at Superfly, I would just see like super polygonal handsome Squidward. Because <laughs> <laughs> like he's got that like oh weird alien God. face. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm looking this shit up now. <laughs> As you're going... Superfly reveals that he, in fact, was the head of security for the prison because he was bad, but now he's good (laughs) because he wants to kill Machinima. Well, they were doing some fucked up shit, like making people into burgers, which he didn't know about. And he's like, fuck that. And they're like, "Um, to the stockade with ye? Except he didn't even know about the burger stuff. Yeah, when he found out about it. Oh, no, you're right. No, uh, he didn't know about it because when you get to the burger zone, he's like, holy shit, they were turning people into burgers? That's even more fucked up than I thought. And you're like, what? How did you not know? You were the head of security. You would have right? to like, know every single inch of this place. Or you're just the most incompetent person uh, ever. It feels right. <laughs> oh no, he's super incompetent. Your your team is just like a disaster. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Uh, you go through until you uh, crematorium. Look, they're incinerating people. Why do they need so much fire and ovens? Oh, look, burger factory. Oh my God, it's because they're turning them into burgers. And then you go to. Uh, you get the teleporter and you teleport because there's teleporters uh, across the compound to like the cryo zone. It, it has all the yeah. coolant for the supercomputers. Yes. Yep. I don't know. Well, yeah. Uh, crematory slash burger factory takes a lot of processing power. I get it. It needs a literal warehouse full of coolant. Yeah. Again, it's the future. So anyway, you save Makiko. <laughs> At which point, Hero tries to get you all to leave, and she's the one who's like, no, we need to get the Dai Katana. Superfly's like, nah, we got our lives, we should boogie. And she's like, no, no, the Dai Katana's worth like a billion dollars. And then Superfly immediately is like, so Dai Katana. A man motivated by money? And that's about it. Superfly. To be best fair, friend, best character. His employer literally said, you know what? Your severance package is us severing your body from your head. So, you know, uh, if you got a chance on your way out the door to maybe nick something super expensive, I don't put it past him. I don't blame him. Also, he totally looks like handsome Squidward. I hate you for this, Jake. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> It was an argument I got in with my kids. Ah, sure. When I was like, this is the handsome Squidward looking mofo? And they're like, nah. <laughs> but handsome Squidward is much more handsome. I'm like, you. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, they're not. Anyway. Daikatana. You get the Daikatana. That was quick. <laughs> It really is, too. Like, I want to say there's more to it than that, but there really isn't. Nope. You just go get it. Isn't there a weird brain boss fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to fight motherfucking mother brain. Yeah, like, out of nowhere, just suddenly mother brain. But, like, it's never explained or expanded on, so, like, yeah, that's a thing. Cool. But then you run into... Super Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a first name. Okay. Rage Cage Machinima. It's yeah. easy to remember. Got it. <laughs> Fucking Super Shredder. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
So anyway, Super Shredder also has the Dai Katana. Super Shredder is in, well, like, old school samurai armor. And this is important because he's always in that whenever you see him. Yeah. Which is a weird call for, what, 22, 2300, whatever the time is supposed to be. Yeah. But weirder when it goes through different time periods. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, in that future, he's the head of the company. And he just walks around in fucking samurai armor. Absolutely. Fashion is cyclical, Jason. Oh, yes. If you didn't have some sick samurai armor, you wouldn't just wear it around. I know you want to say no, and I can tell by that look on your face, you'd just be at home in armor like a badass, because of course you would. (laughs) See, here's the problem is, I want to say both no and yes. Like, yes, because I've been rocking that samurai armor, but realistically, no, because I'm too lazy to put that shit on. (laughs) Was that what it is? Like, he managed to get it on once, but he can't take it back off. Right? Like, okay, I get that. I can't even be bothered to bundle up, and it's like zero degrees outside. (laughs) I'm like more than one coat? Nah, I'm good. I'll just be cold. My man's got a lot of shit to do subjugating an entire city? World? World, I think. Unclear how much he rules, but you know. Well, it's uh, the city limits all the way to the uh, MS paint background. (laughs) Yeah. Is this where he talks about uh, crossing swords and annihilating the world? Yes. Yeah. He has got a Daikatana. You've got a Daikatana. They're the same Daikatana. So if they ever touch, the world annihilates. Yeah. It does a time cop to the world. I have a question about that. How come his Daikatana is longer than heroes? Yeah. Okay. It grows longer <laughs> as it ages. <laughs> okay. Like a toenail. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, why don't you just shoot him with your guns? Oh, you gotta, you gotta play the rest of the game first. <laughs> Look, that's it. After spending time with the idiot squad, I would be willing to bet that it didn't occur to him that they could just shoot him. <laughs> I don't know. After spending time with Makiko and Superfly, I would have been really convinced to just clash swords right there. <laughs> this will end the universe. Let's go. Universe had a good run. <laughs> Tried and failed, my dude. <laughs> But instead, he sends you back in time with his Daikatana because he's good at it, I guess. Because he's Super Shredder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just a, he's a Time Lord, I guess. And you wake up all separated in ancient Greece. But how do you know it's ancient Greece? Well, because you meet a boatman named Charon. Um, um, but this isn't the underworld. <laughs> so, uh, and even if it was, I don't think that would be fucking ancient Greece. That would be Hades! <laughs> So anyway, you get, uh, we're just staring at each other. (laughs) You get some money for your boy Charon and, uh, you immediately just want to play some Hades because it's a much better game. Like they're not even in the same category of game. (laughs) Like one of them's a game and one of them's (laughs) Daikatana. Yeah. But, uh, he takes you to the catacombs. The land of the, oh no, it is the catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to get some money. Yeah. Elsa, what do you call ancient Greek money? Doubloons. Yeah, uh, Charon wants doubloons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pirate now. Yar. Yar. And so you get him his doubloons, and he takes you to the catacombs, and that's where you run into Mikiku again. Yeah. And she's like, we need to get out of here. And you're like, but Superfly! Yeah. This man who worked for your enemy, who you knew for like an hour? 
Yep. Cool. Yeah, which she brings up too. Like, you don't even know this dude. Let's get the fuck out of here. And Hero's like, well, he's my best friend and I love him. <laughs> Does anything relevant happen in this world? Or like, you find Medusa, supervised, stoned, you kill Medusa, fucking super shredder shows up again. Let's fucking move on with our lives. Yeah, yeah. The important part is you spend an hour and 20 minutes trying to find fucking stones that spell out Aegis and you can't fucking move forward because the fucking AI gets stuck somewhere that she can't actually move from. So then you can't fucking move and you got to reload a few times. Oh, fuck that Acropolis level. <laughs> fuck that was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's this big winding labyrinth level where you need to pick up five keys to unlock the end door. And uh, I don't know about you, but I got to the end door and I had four keys. And I'm like, oh, there are five things. Great. <laughs> Were you missing the Love E it. as well? Oh, uh, was that the one in the corner? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the one in the corner that you can't fucking see. <laughs> it's like between two torches. The torches which burn and kill you if you jump into them. <laughs> Yeah, fire God, kills you. Game. That's just like science. <laughs> yeah, but like instantly, like faster than bullets. Oh, really? Bullets aren't yeah, made of you... fire. <laughs> Jason's got me there. He's, he's got science on his side. But yeah, if you just like fucking jump through a torch, you're dead. You're fucking dead. Or you've lost 80% of your hit points if you're at full life. Oh. Yeah, they probably I fixed learned that... that for the uh, community yeah. patch. Oh, uh, yeah, that would make sense. Oh, it was like, terrible. They did damage, but it was like, I don't know, the amount of damage that you would expect from a torch on the wall. <laughs> like a Yeah, point. no, in in the Grease levels, I died more to uh, wall torches and than Dave I Zuko. did to enemies. <laughs> so, um, fuck that noise. But yeah, when you kill the Medusa, because the Medusa is magic, her magic charges the Daikatana. <laughs> you were saying you take a car off to the sunset. Jake's just going to keep laughing to himself. It's fine. We're going to continue. <laughs> Singing Xanadu or some shit. <laughs> so then, using the uh, magic power you absorbed from the Medusa, you activate the Daikatana and start hurtling through time again. And this is when Super Shredder interrupts your time travel. Like, he cuts into your time travel time stream and is like, Bruh, you're bad at this. I'm good at this. I'm going to stop you. And then kicks you into a different timeline. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like, hey, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> Well, now you're in the Dark Ages. Jason, how do you know it's the Dark Ages? Uh, because there's zombies everywhere. <laughs> Naturally. I'm just thinking up more stupid Grease jokes. So, uh, the Dark Ages you meet... <sighs> oh, my favorite character in the game. Science man. Science priest, sorry. No, magic priest. <laughs> sure. Magic science priest. Okay, so you're stumbling along through... Uh, what do they call them? Bew boys? <laughs> Yeah. Fucking... Oh my god. And you come across the church. Superfly's like, oh shit, a safe place. Let's get in there. And you get in there, and there is a monk in the church who goes, hey, it looks like you got a magic sword there. That sword looks like it could use charged up. And then gives like an exposition dump about fucking magic because, you know, the church, especially in the Dark Ages, famously cool with magic. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Look, he knows a magic sword when he sees one because of the purifier. The magic sword wielded by... King Drachma? What is the dude's name? Gilgamesh? I f completely forgot this man's name. No, that's a different game. Uh, <laughs> Joffrey? <laughs> Pretty sure it's Joffrey. It is now. 
It's a uh, uh, Jareth. Ah, yes. But it's spelled with a G, and it was... The Goblin King. Yeah, it wasn't David Bowie. That's the important part. And so the magic monk informs you that the purifier could charge your sword, but it's been split into seven pieces by the evil wizards. No, the king did it. Sure. Uh, his family died from plague, and in his rage, uh, the evil wizard Nar cursed him with madness, and he blamed the sword. Yeah. And he smacked it against the tombstone, and it shattered into seven pieces, and then was hidden across the land. Because the evil wizard, uh, Something, something, Two Towers reference, you have no power here. I forget that character's name, too. Oh, Dix, what is that guy's name? Weevil? Wormtongue? Something like that? Uh, Walter. Yeah. I mean, that's who he was in, uh, was that Fringe? I didn't watch that. Elsa? What is happening right now? <laughs> like, I have completely lost the plot. We're in the Dark Ages, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I heard the word booboids and just zoned out. I started thinking about cheese. <laughs> yeah, the booboids. Anyway, uh, science fiction show, Worm Tongue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, where were we? Oh, right, the purifier. So you collect all seven pieces of the purifier. You kill uh, evil wizards on the way. You kill a lot of wizards. You do. So many wizards. Is that why it was the Dark Ages? It was just lousy with wizards? Clearly. This is where I leave the party because I killed a, like, I don't know, fire giant or some dude in a lava room. And I think that was the last boss battle that I successfully did in that. And I just stopped playing the game because I was I was done. I, I was just done. Look, you saw Kevin the Lava Wizard. You, you did it. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. It certainly doesn't get better. <laughs> so you uh, you get Big G his sword back. Yeah, and then he tries to fight you. Yeah, and you shoot him repeatedly in the face with a ballista, and he goes down like a bitch. I'm crazy. I'm gonna kill you. Okay, dunk, dunk, dunk. But then you beat him up enough that he comes to his senses. Like all things. Someone's talking crazy, just, you know, shoot him with a ballista. Yeah, just beat him about the head and shoulders. Uh, so he sees the light and is like, oh, something, something, thanks for helping me. And you're like, uh, could you charge this sword? And Makiko tries to get to, like, stop you. Yeah, she's like, well, don't give him the sword. Like, you don't know this dude. And Hero's like, I'm blindly trusting of everyone. Which is true, but also, like, what's her plan? If you don't charge the Daikatana, you just live in the Dark Ages now. Yeah. Yeah, if he takes it, you're stuck there anyway. Yeah. Like, but he charges the sword for you with his ma his magic sword. And then you're like, okay, I think I figured it out. I just have to think about where I want to go. You, you didn't do that before, my guy? <laughs> right? What the fuck were you doing before? <laughs> That's a real uh, abstract plan you got there. Well, I was swinging it and made a lightsaber sound, and then a portal opened up. <laughs> so you go hurtling through time again. Uh, Super Shredder shows up again, and it's just like, stop, what is wrong with you? Yeah, you know, I can feel when you do this, right? Uh, but you got to the right time, kind of. Wait, so I mean, it depends on what your Super, aim was. I mean, when Super Shredder shows up, does he do anything, or does he just, like, call you names and leave? Yeah, basically that. He's like, you're a big poopy oh. head, and then she sends you off to another time zone. But it's the right time. Yeah, because he sends you to when he, like, is. That's, At least I, part of his timeline. Right? It's like the time, it's the time when he, like, takes the cure for the plague and, like, becomes a global power, right? Yeah. Yes. So, like, you're where you They're need all to idiots. They're all motherfucking idiots. They're the <laughs> dumbest hero and dumbest villain. They deserve each other. 
And, well, don't worry, because you didn't get to the end. You're going to love the ending of this. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm <laughs> so ready. anyway, where you are, uh, first you have to interrogate a prisoner. Well, Superfly interrogates a prisoner by threatening to break his arms or tear his arms off or something. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's 2030 San Francisco. You yeah. can tell because you're in Alcatraz. Yep. And everyone in the background <sighs> is uh, somebody took a crayon on a piece of paper and then hastily sketched what a city and a skyline looks like, and that's the background. <laughs> it it looks so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're in Alcatraz, but all the prison doors are open. You're like, why? Oh, also, it's 2030 and Alcatraz is a prison again? Yeah, right? <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It's like, it's a prison. And you're like, this hasn't been a prison for whatever. But no, it's a prison again, but there's no guards because uh, they literally just like airdrop people into Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. You figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's fucking Escape from New York Alcatraz edition. Right? I, so I assume like the bay is then like lined with like fucking armed guards. If someone swims ashore, they just shoot them. Uh no. <laughs> but so, it's what it's like choppy water and cold and sharks and whatever. It is very difficult to swim from Alcatraz to any sort of mainland. People have done it, but it's very yeah. difficult. But, like, if your other option is living on Alcatraz with no food, because they airdrop people, they don't really uh, Jason, say they drop supplies. If they airdrop people, the food problem is solved. <laughs> How often do they airdrop people? You don't know when the next criminal's coming. There's plenty of beefy dudes around, so, like, get to stabbing. There's guns all over. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> anyway, you threaten a dude, and he explains all of that to you. <laughs> yeah. Because they just had to exposition, exposition dump all of that. Oh, no, hold on. They give him such, it is the most ridiculous, I'm a bad guy, deserve to be here speech. Mm -hmm. Where he's like, I was into, what, uh, gambling and art theft and prostitution and sex trafficking and rape and murder. And you're like, no one asked you any of this. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Your first interaction is him saying his like name and his nickname, you know, his criminal nickname, and then his rap sheet. <laughs> and you're like, what? What? <laughs> Anyway, he tells you that uh, Machinima Labs is just, like, across the bay. Yep. Hey, look, you can see it from here. Yeah. So you break out of Alcatraz and go there. Uh, <laughs> how, how? How do you go there? So what you do is uh, you make your way through Alcatraz and you find the secret boat dock that the prisoners have to smuggle things into and or out of uh, the rock, right? And so you, you, uh, Hero and Makiko hop in one boat and Superfly hops in another. And for me, he didn't actually hop in the boat. He hopped in the water and then was just like floating down. So like the camera was there just like following him, <laughs> which was <laughs> choice. What follows is a boat chase. Oh no, uh, Machinima's Super Shredder's guards have found you and they're after you and then makiko and hero crash yeah you split up uh superfly in his boat is like i'm gonna try to lure them away and then he boats off in another direction and you hit a rock and uh, explode mm -hmm. nice but you don't die but just barely yeah they say damn it yeah <laughs> so you're on the beach and uh you're like wow where's the guards are they're not still after us and she's like well they probably thought we died in that explosion yeah you're like that tracks oh okay uh, and then he's like we need to go save superfly and she's like really <laughs> really again this is after uh, Super Shredder was talking shit about how one of the members in your crew is a traitor. Yeah. And here I was like, shut the fuck up, old man. No, they're not. You're just trying to play with my head. This is important later. I am waiting for bated breath. Yeah. So anyway, you uh, go to Captain Machine Labs and... Uh, 
You get you, you break in and go through and you get up to the actual lab. And if you thought the uh, the Acropolis sucked, oh boy, the fucking labs. Uh, plot wise, what matters here is you run into Mikiku's ancestor, the yeah. guy who was supposed to solve the virus. No, he did. Yeah, well, he does. He hasn't yet. Yeah. But he was going to, but then uh, uh, Machinima shows up with the cure. No, he takes credit for it. Yeah, well, because he's from the future. He already knows it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it, he did develop it, but Machinima comes back and just takes credit for it. He's like, yes, I did it. No. Okay, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> yeah, it basically, and this is what I, when I said earlier they convince people really quickly you and Makiko show up to this guy's lab and he's like the hell are you doing in here and you're like this is important we're from the future Machinima didn't solve the virus you did and he's like no I was there he he had the plans and you're like no he stole them from you you were about to solve it when he showed up with the fully finished plans didn't he and he's like I mean I've been working for him for like seven years and they're like we're from the future and he's like you're right I solved it (laughs) what the actual fuck basically yeah uh so he then tells dumb he then tells you that uh, Machine Face is meeting with the army? Yes. Yeah. Uh, to, I don't know, something, something army? Uh, yeah, he's... If Defense he's not contract? At his a- penthouse. Yeah, he's going to run off and meet with the Navy SEALs at their Navy SEAL compound. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something, defense contract, blah, blah, blah. San so Francisco's you- famous Navy SEAL compound. Yeah, so yeah, you go to confront him. Well, no, you go to his house first. Yeah. And he's not there, and then you go there. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, <laughs> Do you run into Superfly again? Is that when you're leaving the his house? Because like you just find him on the street. Yeah, because you literally just run into him. Yeah, yeah, because like there's an explosion, and then he's like, "Oh, that was you guys," and then Hero's like, "Superfly." <laughs> And then you hold hands and skip your way to Navy SEAL secret base. Yeah. Which you then go through and you fight and you run into old machine face. And then you confront him and you're like, we must fight. And he's like, eh, eh, I stabbed your companions. Except it's like he doesn't actually move. It, they like play the stabbing sound, but like the characters don't move. It's very awkward. Yep. They don't even bother to animate the murder. It's just like. No, they both just uh, fall imagine... over. Yeah, wow. Okay. Maybe he stopped time and you couldn't see it because he was so fast oh i forgot this whole time hero has been seeing a ghost uh this is relevant right exactly now because uh old machinima's like fine we're gonna battle we're gonna battle uh i don't know why you're fighting me and hero's like because the sins of you and your ancestors must be atoned for and then the ghost shows up and he's like my ancestors knew to fight you as i did and the ghost flies into him and he's like i have the power of my lineage and you're like what the fuck uh, so remember when Super Shredder had said that if they cross blades, it's going to time cop the universe? Hero's like, I thought you said we couldn't fight with these. And Machinima's like, if I die, everything dies. Let's go. So you shoot him in the face with a gun. You just shoot him in the face. And he dies. Amazing. He's an old man. <laughs> yep. God, Jesus Christ. Why? D- mm. So. Well, he does is, is, this in, at you. Huh? is this in gameplay that you do this? Yeah, shooting him in the face with a gun. Okay. God, still. 
<laughs> then, uh, so he, I don't know, he stabbed uh, Mikiku and Superfly, but he didn't kill them because they both just stand up at the end of the fight. They're both just like, ah, well, that was a fight. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Yeah, Superfly's like, man, I saw you tussle with him over there. That was incredible. And you're like, I definitely thought you were both dead. <laughs> But then your Daikatana vanishes? Yes. But his doesn't. And you're like, what? And Makiku's like, oh, the timelines are probably collapsing, you know, back into one timeline because uh, we, you know, changed what should have or didn't happen. Yeah, we changed what would be our past. Yeah. Yeah. I will never write anything with time travel. Well, no, if you do that, just make sure that your main characters die because they literally can't be there now. No, it's fine. So you take uh, Machine Face's Daikatana and you're like, it's out of juice. I have an idea. So you break into the Navy SEAL's uh, nuclear fusion reactor. Yep. And you open it up and you're like, I'm going to stick the sword in. I'm going to stab this fish. <laughs> yeah. And Superfly's like, um, what? That seems like a shit idea. Yeah. Makiko's like, nah, go for it. Do it. And you're like, it'll be fine probably. And he's like, if it explodes, can I like leave the room? She's like, if it explodes, everyone in the city's dying. <laughs> and you're like, D- what? <laughs> Just go for it. <laughs> Dude, if Leroy. it works, you can time travel the fuck out. <laughs> so anyway, you stick your sword in it. And by stick your sword in it, I mean he just kind of like hovers it above the thing and it starts floating. Yeah. It's a lot less dramatic. Uh, and then the lights go out. Dun, dun, dun. And the lights come back on and Superfly's like, what was that? Yeah. And then. Um, As Makiko is standing behind him and ran him through with the sword because uh, she has the Daikatana now. Oh, no. Fucking finally. I, whoever could have seen this coming through all the comments she has said throughout this entire goddamn game and she sounds like a bad guy from the get-go uh, she really does and uh then she goes off on like her whole zaniness uh pure evil just like cacklingly mad <laughs> i now have the power of a god and you're like it's just like uh, uh okay <laughs> We're, we're trying to save the world. Save the world? I could be the world. It's just, she's pure evil. Yeah, she's a comic book mustache twirlingly evil. Yeah. Oh, she tells you the quote unquote real story about the past because her uh, father lied to you. Um, no. The machinima made had your ancestor make the Daikatana. Your ancestor realized that the Daikatana was too powerful, gave it to the Uchihas. The Uchihas defeated machinima, but then they refused to. To give it back to your ancestor and they fought over it and they actually impaled your ancestor on the sword he then grabbed the hilt of the sword and threw himself and the sword into the volcano to attempt to destroy it so they were fighting on the edge of the volcano i fucking love it yeah yeah right like <sighs> wait so if you want to get to you want to get the sword back why the fuck were they on the edge of a volcano <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh <laughs> Anyway, he tries to do a Frodo, only it don't work. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get the sword back from her. Like, give me that fucking sword, right? Uh, well, no, there's a boss fight with her. Yeah, you, you, yeah, and you shoot her in the physically fucking face. Shoot her and take the sword back. Like, it's not like it's a cut. No, you shoot her and take the sword back. Like, no, I, I bring that up because like I didn't have like is this cutscene was playing and it's going on for way too fucking long. Is she's just like, I can't wait to take all the money and put it in giant bags with dollar signs on them or whatever she's on about. So I'm like playing with my phone and then like just suddenly I start taking damage. Like, oh, I guess it's a boss fight. And you just like turn and shoot her. Like, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hero, now with a charge of Daikatana, fixes the timeline. Define fixes. 
right? I don't know. So, like, from his point of view, the timeline that he was from is the fixed one? So, like... It, it, it scrolls forward, and now you're back in the present from the very beginning of the game. So, like, year 2300, whatever, right? Yeah, and you get a cutscene at uh, Ebihara Labs. Yep. So it's not Machinima Labs anymore. It's Ebihara Labs because he uh, rightfully got credit for the virus, the vaccine he made. And it's... Now they're in charge of the cyberpunk dystopia. Yeah. So it's her dad, her, and Superfly Mm -hmm. for Uh. (laughs) reasons. Uh, And he says, oh, you know, we uh, found a bunch of cool artifacts and stuff at the volcano. You know, it'll help us understand some stuff about the past and what for whatnot. And she's like, well, it's a real shame we couldn't find the Daikatana. And Superfly is like, well, I don't know if the stories are true. I don't know if you want to go messing with power that great. And he says, oh, you know, you should listen to head of security Superfly Johnson. And you're like, this is really stupid. Yeah, because like her dad couldn't give a shit about it. Yeah, it sucks or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Then it scrolls over to here. Which so you got this scene right? Mm-hmm. Where the hell are you? <laughs> no idea, right? You're in like a dojo, but it's not your dojo from the beginning. Nope, it's much nicer. Yes, you're in like like you would said, it's like Mountain Temple Dojo. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? And so Hero is there, like hands on his knees, you know, sitting in the middle of this dojo, and the camera pans down down through the floor, and there's a vault under, like in the mountain where the Daikatana rests. So he okay, so. He- he keeps it sure yeah he has it it's locked in a vault underneath his super mountain sword dojo yep and then like cue credits and the who starts playing and great love it i'm super glad i didn't experience that for myself god that's awful just all of it so like at the end just like he he just like goes back and makiko and superfly are like alive in a different kind of sort of fixed timeline nobody remembers anything but hero yeah, because sure. they both their original them's are you know both dead now, which is funny because that means you know it somewhat tries like redeems Makiku despite the fact that and her insistence on finding the Daikatana, she's still just like her shit evil cackling person. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Like, she still just wants to rule the world. Yeah, like, it doesn't redeem her. You just take away her ability to have it. Yeah, great. I don't know why we saved her, but okay. She could stay dead. But you have to save number one superfan, Superfly Johnson. Well, yeah, it's your best friend. Head of security for Ebahara Labs, where they turn people into chicken fingers. Mm. I don't know. They don't show that part, but I assume. Chicken like, fingies. That is kind of what I was thinking with, like, now Ebahara Labs. Just, you know, different flavored soil and green. Right. Well, yeah, because uh, at the beginning, the world is like drizzly and oh, my God. I mean, this whole game is just shades of brown and green. But the beginning, especially when it's supposed to be like dour cyberpunk dystopia, it's all like dark and drizzly and like green neon. Everything else is just dirty. But at the end, things are much brighter and it's uh, cleaner looking kind of because you really only see the sign. Yeah. But it's like bright. And so things must be better. Right. That's how yeah. it works. God, Jesus. It's so uh... Uh, heavy-handed bullshit. Good lord. And then when the credits start, you see John Romero, John Romero's smug cunt face. And you just spit at your screen. Maybe just me. <laughs> just you. So yeah, that was the story. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, God. 
Like, I know there's more shit we need to talk about, but, like, I need, like, an hour to rest my brain and just think about cheese because, man, I am stupider for having experienced that story. Like, I heard, like, doing some of the research I did on the development of this game that, like, the idea behind this game, the story behind this game was inspired by a D&D game that John Romero played. Oh, I could see that. That featured a sword, Daikatana that like his character had and used to like either rule or destroy the world something like that and that was the inspiration for this game and um yeah it's it's long-winded and stupid uh it plays its story with a straight face even though it's like completely up its own ass like the cartoonishly evil bad guys with the world domination nonsense random ass mother brain terrible time travel it 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 feels like something I would have come up with with my friends like in late grade school when we were like swinging sticks around the backyard and just like throwing narrative shit together. That's that's like the level of writing that this game felt like it had for me. I Elsa, I, I, I could see you in grade school playing with your friends coming up with narrative shit like this because you're kind of nerdy. I don't know if anybody listening's caught that. <laughs> I might have mentioned it once or twice. But yeah, no, like you're you're spot on. And like weirdly, uh it isn't even like I mean the story is fucking bad. Oh yeah. But I don't know, it's not it isn't it's not and it's not like the story that that bothers me. Like it's not presented. It's um it's kinda boring. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, uh you're going with the story is not good, but it's better than the characters. Oh no, you're right, that isn't. <laughs> yeah, because boy howdy. I mean like characterization is kind of, you know included in story i suppose but no these characters are dog shit (laughs) hero is a void of everything i don't know if the man experiences joy loss ideas he is a black hole of charisma yeah that is a uh that is a great way to put it because just he's blank he is a void Yeah, yeah, and it's not even like Blank Slate Hero, like uh, Superfly, but at least Superfly's voice actor is like, there are moments where he's having a good time, like, and I only ever got it to happen once where I died, and he goes full on, like, (laughs) Metal Gear Solid, (laughs) Hero! <laughs> like what the fuck was that? The voice yeah. lines that Superfly has when Hero dies are the funniest thing that has come out of Daikatana because oh, yeah. like during like the during like the loading screen during, you know, after you've died, the voice clip is still playing because the voice clip is something like 15 seconds long of Superfly just going, <laughs> "No, Hero, you died." Oh. <laughs> and that that that's that's what it's like it's amazing i looked up these voice actors and the guy who does superfly has something that he is much more recognizable for yes didn't even realize it was the same guy yeah because uh superfly is voiced by uh the same guy who voices brick from borderlands one two and three interesting He's the Slab King. Okay, I can kind of hear it. Same guy. And then Makiku, who's um, bad. (laughs) Like she's she's not as bad as Hero, but she's not much better. Like the I don't know if it's the voice acting or the direction or both, but like there's no good performances here. I don't know. I 
think she's markedly worse than Hero. <laughs> I mean, that's only because we looked her up and I showed you her picture. and She's very white. Yep. Oh, no. I was wondering about that, actually. And her character is going for very Asian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of wondering. All right. Yep. No, that's super it's racist. A, it's bad, folks. <laughs> yeah, the way she leans into that. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> The that. accent, the the, the stereotypical mm. accent, you know the one. We're not going to yep. try to put it on because it's fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, and she lays it on thick, but is still stiff and awkward the whole time. So it's just, it is bad. It is bad times. Okay, so let's move on from the story and the performances, I guess. And how does it feel as a first-person shooter, I guess? Oh, uh, it looks, feels, and plays like a shitty Doom clone. <laughs> yeah. Considering the people involved, that tracks. It plays like a overly hard Doom clone from 1997. Yeah. Great. All right. Good talk. It's it's definitely games like this that make you appreciate like modern design philosophy. Things like, I don't know, maps or compasses or quest markers or just like a list of your current objectives. Working AI. Or the ability to save at any time. Oh, right. Yeah. So this is, yeah. Uh, thankfully, the version that's all available now on Steam uh, is version 1.3. And I don't know when it was last updated, but it has the option to turn on unlimited saves. Yeah, thank God. Because in the actual game, there are save gems that you collect. Yep. And you have to spend to save the game. Yeah, because uh, limited saves is fun and interesting gameplay. Right? That was like a decision they made. Conscious decision yeah. they made. Oh, man. I just, I don't get it. Um, it works for Resident Evil. <sighs> because Resident Evil is a horror game, and it's like part of the tension is like mm -hmm. losing your progress. Uh, that's not like the the appeal of a first-person shooter. Not usually, no. And but it it, it's not be. even like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it is a horror game in some ways. But it's not even like there's save points where you go to a save gem and you save the game. It's like you have a save gem and you can save at any time. So the functionality can just be enabled. It's not like a difficulty with like managing game states like you might imagine a game from back in the day might have. Like, you know, it only wants you to save in certain spots because programming is hard, yo. Nope, not that. Oh, but you can only carry three save gems at a time. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. So when you collect your fourth, it I can't remember if it automatically burns one to save it immediately. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's very bad game design. <laughs> That's why you turn on the unlimited saves. Hey, speaking of bad game design, how about we talk about the escort elements? Because let's talk about the escort elements. Do you mean the you whole game? Oh, the entire fucking game. You cannot proceed to the next area without your buddy Superfly or Makiko. Uh, so when they get stuck on a random door halfway back through the level or an elevator or a ladder, maybe they just decided that like this specific corner is their favorite corner in the whole wide world and they just have to stare <laughs> into the void. Then you got to backtrack and like push them out of wherever they're stuck and babysit them through every door and across every bridge and continue with this awful, awful game and you just want to shoot them in the head. Or like when you're going down a staircase and then they just go into a coma as soon as they're about halfway down. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Now, you can call them to you. Wait, can you? Yeah. If you press O or P. It doesn't work. I don't think that's real. Hold on. If you press O or P, as long as you're in range of them, it, uh-huh. you get a menu that you can have them come to you, stay where they are, attack something, or grab something, and I think something else, it doesn't matter. And uh, if you are in range and they are stuck on something, I want to say three out of five times you hit the come, like, come over here button, it'll snap them out of their fucking stupor. Huh. That feels generous. It feels like a little over 50%, but like... <laughs> Not much better than that. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's uh, O or P to bring up the menu. K or L to scroll through it and then semicolon to select what you want. So it's super easy to use. Yeah, straightforward. I love it. <laughs> uh, which is actually how I found uh, one of the... Uh, I just started pressing buttons because I couldn't figure out how to level up. Oh, oh right. You got to hit like semicolon. Yeah, by the way, as you kill things... You get experience, and then you can level up. Uh, yeah, it's semicolon. Well, it's K or L to cycle through those if you want to not just do power because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's semicolon just to... <laughs> Increase power. Yeah. yeah. And so I just started pressing other keys, and I just pressed N to see what would happen. And uh, the game told me, oh, no clip was turned on. And I went, wait, what? And so I walked through the next nearest wall, and I walked back and pressed N again, and it's like, oh, no clip off. Huh. That's just in the game. Just a button you can press. And also, when you're doing no clip, you can't be a t- like you can't take damage. So I would turn yeah, on no there- clip for about half my gunfights. Just like, no, I don't want to do this. Shots just go straight through you. I didn't have no clip. It's amazing. I tried. I hit N. Yeah. Game's like, nah. The community patch patches that out. Yeah. Because realistically, I don't know why no clip would be a button. No, I get it. I mean, I get <laughs> it. Just, that is seriously like just a developer, develop, a developer tool that they left in. Just like, eh, ship it. It's fine. Yeah. That's incredible in the worst way. Look, this way, if it gets weird on them, they can just fix it themselves. Uh, so, uh, well, like, as long as you're talking about this shit AI, uh, Elsa, I don't know if you had any, like, really choice examples of this fucking morons getting stuck. I had a couple times, like, in the Acropolis, where, like, I had to hop down someplace to try and backtrack through to find the stupid little note thing I needed. Only Makika wouldn't follow me, but she was at a place that I couldn't get to without her accompanying me, and I couldn't move forward oh. without her accompanying me so i was just stuck there because i couldn't make my way back up to her and then and then the fucking labs so uh, there's a part as you're going through uh super shredders labs where you end up in this warehouse and you have to take a an elevator which is just like a cargo container mm-hmm. and we're not even talking about the like little fucking tiny platforms that you stand on through the like energy tunnels because who oh boy i didn't realize that i could just leave her up top i was trying to take her with me which was a clusterfuck <laughs> anyway the warehouse uh, I go up, she tries to follow me, but because it's a lip, she steps down to underneath the elevator, right? I go, uh, I try and get her to follow, but the elevator is stuck. So I have to go all the way around, and uh, because it's a lip, and because the elevator is on top of her, she can't step out. Oh. And the elevator hasn't hit the bottom to hit its reset point, so it can neither go up nor down now. It's just stuck there. And I don't know if she's supposed to take damage. She's not. And uh, because of the way that the autosave works, it does it when you change, uh, if you have unlimited saves on, I imagine. When you change maps or you come to any loading area, it will save it at that point because I didn't save it at any point up to there. I then had to rerun the entirety of the labs again. (sighs) Good quality gameplay. 
nowadays, people loathe, you know, uh, escort quests. In basically every game, they are regarded as some of the worst missions. Yeah, because they suck. Yeah, and that's this whole game. <laughs> as soon as you get Superfly, the entire game is an escort quest. Why? <laughs> Well, so that way, uh, if the instant death traps that there was no way you could have known about until you stepped on them didn't get you, uh, your companion can die and then you fail. So, you know, <laughs> that makes it hard. John Romero's going to make you his bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, whenever you quit the game, the game insults you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, did it get too scary for you? Is it too hard? Which, like, is, again, just, just garbage. Really? Yeah. Uh. The first time I booted it up, uh, it was the cutscene, and I was just, I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. And then it insulted me. And I thought, if I didn't have to play this, I would uninstall this immediately. Yeah, right then and there. <laughs> like, it being a difficult game, you don't then go out of your way to insult your players. But it's not difficult. I mean, yeah, it's just poorly designed. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating when you're stuck with the worst AI imaginable and they get stuck on, God forbid there's a corner on anything on your path, or the aforementioned instant death traps where uh, you're walking along and then suddenly you just explode and you're like, the fuck happened? Oh, you uh, stepped on this square here? You shouldn't have did that. Well, okay, well, I mean, now I know, except that I didn't have any save gems, so how far back do I get to fucking go now? Or there was a laser in the floor. I don't know how many times I got killed just like bullshit as I was just trying to hurry along. Fuck me, I guess. Or the goddamn labs, that whole fucking like goddamn platforming section where it's just the uh, floor will instantly kill you. Instant death. And it's just like shit rotating or spinning and you have to like fucking time it. Oh my God. Yay. Because what this game needed was like platforming. <laughs> yeah. Because it handles so amazeballs. And we haven't even talked about how fuck ugly it is. I mean, we did briefly in the beginning. It's, it's fucking ugly. It's got like four polygons and they have to share. Yeah. <laughs> but in addition to the polygons, they decided to go with a color scheme that was mud and off mud. Yeah. Mud and diet mud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Let's put a dagger in this fucker. Uh, yeah, Elsie, you want to kick it off? Sure. This is one of the worst games that I have played for the Bad Game Cast, and one of the very few that I DNF'd for the Bad Game Cast, and I don't feel bad about that at all. Like, for one, I'm the only one who completed, like, all the last of the three Sonic games we played, so I'm about to have, like, you know, I'm allowed to have a little bit of a reprieve, but also, fuck this game, and it's horrible, insipid, <laughs> awful writing, it's terrible characterization, it's uh, it's a failure on, on all levels and um, hilarious that like all the hype just fell through in such a cataclysmic way. So 7.8 out of 10, not enough John Romero. <laughs> Too much water. <laughs> uh, I don't think that this is the worst game we've played by far. It, it's not good. Do not do not get me wrong here. Uh, I did not enjoy my time with it, but it's not that bad either. Like, it sucks, and the story is stupid, and it's ugly. But, like, man, it ain't Bubsy. <laughs> it's not never-ending Kojima-ing in my face. It's not Eternity the Last Goddamn Unicorn. And so, like, I, I didn't enjoy my time with it. I do not recommend it. Unless you are, uh, I don't know, what if those people that's like, oh, I've heard this game's bad and I got to play it because I can't think of any other reason why someone would want to play this. Unless you're that big a fan of John Romero. And I don't know that that's a thing anymore. Nah, this game sucks. It is uh, bad. Yeah, right. Thank you. Jason, set him, set him straight. <laughs> Bad on all fronts. Yeah, I mean, I get what he's saying, cause like, how many, how many games we've played now? Like, I'm slightly numb to bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, it sucks a lot, and, like, any reasonable person would pick it up and hate it immediately and not and stop playing, but because I had to, you know, I played through it, and I'm just like, it, it's awful, but, like, you know what I get to do when I'm done with it? I get to play more awful things. Uh, it's terrible. Don't play it. <laughs> All right, what do we do now? Well, now we answer letters from listeners, like you. I'm glad I picked a really long letter for this. Oh, good. <laughs> also, you weren't trying to be anywhere, were you? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, hi, welcome to I Ask Questions for the third time. Hi. This time, I don't have a title. Also, I would scroll all the way down. I scrolled all the way down and back up. Great. Uh, what started your hate towards Sonic? I remember that the games used to be sort of fun, but what started your never-ending hate towards Sonic team? Uh, personally, I never liked Sonic. I, I, I don't think the gameplay is interesting, which, like... Uh, Yuji Naka mm -hmm. is talked about his game design idea and it came to full fruition with Balan Wonderworld of simplifying controls so that it's accessible to everyone which is like not a horrible idea right trying to make sure games are accessible but um it uh it feels brain dead to me uh, even, like early Sonic games you uh, you run and then occasionally jump and the game's over like that's it that's the whole game uh yeah uh, well as much as I like I remember having some good times with uh the first three sonics uh because that's what we had they're boring like i i was never a giant fan of sonic because sonic games are kind of boring sure like some of the tracks are bopping but like i don't particularly want to play the game to listen to the music i can do that from the menu and then like they moved to 3d and like who boy yeah for me the gameplay never captured me in the way that like other platformers at the time captured me like some of my first exposure to video gaming were like Mario Brothers or Crash Bandicoot or just platforming games. So like I was interested in getting into the Sonic games because people kept on talking about them. And like Jake said, visually and uh, the audio were real impressive. But once I got like my hands on it, it never felt quite right. And it never clicked with me like a Mario game did or any of the PS1 platformers did. It just, I, I don't get the gameplay. And then, you know, they made some real dog shit ones. Like, I don't, and then they I made don't... some really terrible 3D <laughs> games. And then that just is a boondoggle of horribleness and deserves the tape. <laughs> boondoggle. Uh, do you guys ever plan on getting The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? I know you guys have touched on the subject here and there, but why exactly have you not got an interest in it? Uh, for me, I mean, I've covered it, I don't even know how many times. I don't have a Switch. Uh, a large part of that is because I don't really care that much for Nintendo's first party games. Like, they're not bad, but they just have never been my thing. Because we never really owned that, like, Nintendo systems, other than Game Boys. So, like, it's just never been a part of my gaming, really, and Eh? All right. Uh, <laughs> I own it. Uh, I don't like it. My kids play it. They like it. Uh, I've never been a giant fan of the Legend of Zelda games. And I it's one of those series that I've always wanted to be into, but I'm not. And I, I, I can't, like, if I sat down and thought about it, I could probably put some words on paper. But just sitting here, I'm not entirely sure what it is. I do like the A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo, but, like, I had that in Super Mario. So, like, you know, <laughs> that in uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Fucking love that piece of shit. And I don't like breath of the wild uh because of the weapon degradation i fucking hate that as a system in everything but like i i tried playing it and i tried getting into it and i just run into the same issue where like i get what it is people like about this but i don't really like the game i don't like the gameplay it's, it's something about it doesn't do it for me sorry elsa no worries i basically uh similar ideas uh, in that like i don't really 
I've tried a few times to play 3D um, Zelda games and never really clicked with me. And um, there are a couple of like 2D ones that I've thought have been all right, but uh, the 3D ones just don't capture me. The idea of weapon degradation just turns me the fuck off because like Jake, I uh, really hate the idea of that. And um, I don't know, it's just sort of been one that like, I'm glad other people like it, but I just haven't had any interest. Uh, this one is for Jason and Jake. What job do you guys do? And do you think you meeting each other was bound to happen or was by some luck that it happened? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say what we exactly do because, like, I ain't yeah. trying to be found. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, I have since changed positions. But, like, I mean, we just happened to work for the same company. Yeah, like... That's life. Uh, <laughs> I had been there for uh, years by the time you had hired on because I've been there for a while now. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember how long you've been here and I don't want to talk about it on mic but <laughs> uh no i think that like if we had known the same people like not being from here or you know like we didn't grow up together yeah uh we would probably have gotten along just fine if we knew each other before we were working somewhere but but like there's a lot of people yeah in the world weirdly yeah and uh so i mean now uh, 120 that's all i got room for yeah i don't know you just happen to meet people and that's a fun thing at times to go through and just like all your friends and stuff if you like how you meet and because i've got so many friend groups and different friends that it's like i have a friend that i know because i met them through uh, one of my other friends exes and it's like what are the odds that i would meet this person normally very low but we're good friends <laughs> life this one is for Elsa. My last email said I found you on Steam, which I think is true. They're not going to say your Steam username, but we'll say that they think Thank they you. found your profile. They sent a friend request. It'd be, if you want to accept, you don't have to. Uh, also, I've played a few Sonic games and can probably give you some information on what to expect from them. It's Sonic. Specifically Sonic and the Black Knight, which, ooh, that sucks to be you, because that's going <laughs> to suck to be us. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Not looking forward to that one in the next year or two. No. I want to go into that one as blind as possible. You wave your Wiimote around like a sword. Oh, like the uh, furry sim Legend of Zelda game. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's up to Elsa about uh, Steam and whatnot, but like, I don't know how to how to be, how do I say this and not make it sound like an attack? Uh, how do you talk about parasocial relationships and not be a dick about it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, what, what, what's the statement? We're not your friends. As... One of my more favorite uh, content creators of the last couple of years, Brian David Gilbert, has said, we're not friends. I'm just a person on the internet. We appreciate your listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, we part of the answering these questions is like, it's great that you get to know more about us, right? And so we're not just like void talking head. You kind of understand us as people, but like, we don't know you at all. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, I hope you like listening. I hope you continue to listen and enjoy what we make, but like, don't really try to find us outside of the places that we put out us being in. Yeah. I mean, also like think about it from uh, the other side right like you you can listen to our back catalog and hear us talk about all sorts of shit but like we've got no frame of reference for you <laughs> and outside of writing an email you know or and like we love the interaction but 
also that's it like if you just want to type a note and say hi that, that's all we got from you hi i'm trying to come up with something elegant and like i have the words but they're not coming out and god damn it i'm tired oh don't worry we only have to record one more episode after this oh, whatever that one's light duty yeah that's it for them i hope you guys are having a nice time and we'll be waiting for the next episode and then the reason they told me to scroll down was they included a picture of their uh cat oh sure wonderful it's a good cat. Show me. The, wait, hold on. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like, let me see their cat. I'm going to stop saying what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for the email. If anyone else has any questions, comments, concerns, things they want us to talk about on this podcast, email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. If you want to find us elsewhere, we're on Twitter. Tweeting. Uh, I should tweet more, but you know, on Twitter. Jason, at, tweet more. At the Bad Gamecast. On Twitch, Monday through Thursday, we stream uh, around 6 p.m eastern until whenever we stop streaming theoretically those videos go up on youtube (laughs) heavy emphasis on theory (laughs) they go up on youtube like you tweet yeah we also have a reddit page a subreddit where uh, the episodes go up there's not discussion there if you'd like slightly more discussion uh you can join the discord they go up on youtube like i tweet like who are you kidding yeah uh the link for the discord's in the description doobly-doo area and a uh, special shout out to all our supporters on patreon you uh are the motion in our ocean yeah but like real talk though yes thank you to all of our patreon supporters you guys are the fucking bestest i am shouting at you hell yeah uh you can find me on twitter at jake Prey. you can find me on twitter at freya faust which is my pen name uh if you're listening to this and it's a podcast because this is the only way you're consuming this media uh you might like audiobooks and and I wrote a book that has been recently converted into an audiobook by a pair of narrators called named Danny Montooth and Ida Relescu, and they did a really good job with it. It's called Stray Dogs, The Burke Misadventures, book one. If you like the sibling banter and bullshit that me and Jason and I guess Jake by association get into here, Aww. you'll probably like the uh, the words that I put to page as well. So go read it, listen to it, consume it. Consume. Like, literally eat the pages. And then don't sue me because you got sick. Well, for the bad game cast, I wish I was playing Doom this whole time. I'm from the future past. And I'm all amped up, biatch. Good night, everybody! My uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law, who was 13 at the time, comes up to me. I, we are minutes from the ceremony starting, and he just starts beatboxing. <laughs> and he's like, don't you think that was good? No context? Yeah, no, just out of nowhere. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I really hope this was like your second interaction with this person. No, huh? It might as well have been. You know, your your wife's family. Yeah. And it's like, I've never seen you before. <laughs> He's certainly never beatboxed. It's just like, what the fuck is happening? Music, Jake. Music is happening.